Hey everyone, this is Jason Bugra. Thanks for tuning in my first ever podcast. I'm extremely excited to start this. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time. I just never got myself around doing so. Anyhow, thank you for coming in. So, a little bit about myself. I am a property manager in Abbotsford, British Columbia. And uh, I am also a partner of a strata and property management business in the local area. Our company, we manage over just over 350 rental properties. And in terms of strata management, we do, I would say, just over 1,200 units. So I would say we're a small scale business, but we have ton of experience, collectively at least. Now for myself, I've been doing this for just approximately three years. And I literally started with zero. What I mean by that is I had no knowledge or experience or any type of expertise in the property management game. And basically, after getting my license, I learned everything from scratch, having the right mentors around me, having the right teachers around me, and reading a bunch of, bunch of books and bunch of crap online. So am I saying that you should do the same? Maybe, maybe not. Anyhow, my goal for this podcast is to literally teach you how to make money with their rental property. Now, there's a series of different things of how to make money off your rental property. I'm not going to get in, into the buying of real estate because that's not my forte. It's more so what happens afterwards. If you need to know where to buy and how to buy and what to buy, etc., etc., go talk to a realtor, not me. Anyhow. Let's say you got your property and now it's vacant. You have, I'm sorry, let's say you got possession of your property, it's vacant. What do you do? Of course, you're gonna put an ad up online, put up for rent and rent it. Sounds simple, right? But it's not. There's so much more that goes into it, so much more. And although it seems simple, but it's not. Now, depending where you are, where you live, There's different rules, tenancy rules, laws in place that protect the tenants more than they do for the owner. Again, it depends on what state or province you live in. So for example, I can only speak of BC. You have to be extremely, extremely careful in BC because if you're not, your tenants gonna have, it's going to, they're going to abuse you. They're going to abuse you and your property and you won't be able to do shit. So anyhow, it's extremely, extremely important to, when you market your property, you meet each and every tenant that goes through your home, a potential tenant. When you do that, never ever make a decision when you see the tenant. If someone offers you money like a security deposit or has, you know, checks ready to go or whatnot, do not accept it. Trust me, just don't. Although you may believe and trust your gut feeling, guess what? You're dealing with properties that are now worth half a million and higher, sometimes a million or two million plus. It is not worth the risk to rent to a random person for a couple thousand dollars a month. It's You're better off losing that couple thousand dollars a month than renting it to a random Joe Blow off the street. So, what do you do? When you do showcase and market your property, 
and then have them go through the door. Have each and every single person who's interested in renting the property fill out an application of some kind, a questionnaire that provides their detailed information. Um, I won't get into the what kind of questions you should ask. I mean, I could care less if you went on my website and just copied the application I use. But each and every province and state does have its own rules and regulations of what you can ask and what you cannot. Anyhow, from there you will notice many people may or may not actually fill out the application. And that's when you know if that tenant's actually worth their time or not. If somebody really wants to rent your property, they will go above and beyond and fill out the required information because people who generally do not now generally I'm not speaking for everyone sometimes you get lucky but generally people who do not fill out the application are hiding something or do not want you to go investigate into their background or references or whatever it may be so right from that point you'll filter out the bad ones a lot of them second part once you start conducting your homework you're going to have to do not take shortcuts. You're going to have to go through each and every question. It's worth it. Do it. If you have to take a day off, just do it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to mitigate any potential problems in the future. And trust me, I've done this. I've done this hundreds of times. And it's been working great. It's been working amazingly well. Once you go through the process and filter it out and you don't take shortcuts... From that point on, exactly, from that point on, you call them in and then you sign a contract. Do not just take their money. Sign a freaking contract. And always, always attach an addendum with the tenancy agreement. And have the addendum state all the extra detailed points that the tenancy contract doesn't have. Now, if you don't, if you're trying to get into the rental business and you don't know shit all about the tenancy agreement, then please take some time and read through the whole tenancy agreement. It is worth it, especially if you don't have legal help or legal support or you don't you have didn't you haven't hired a property manager, then go through the contract. Go read read every single detail. You'll thank me later. I swear. I swear you will. Anyhow, once you get the tenancy agreement and your addendum signed. And in the addendum, make sure you attach everything you can, everything you, things like no smoking inside the house, things like if you have pets or you're not allowing pets, state that no pets allowed. If there's a two or three people living there, state that there's only two or three people allowed to live there. Be very careful. Do not, do not mess that up because it could bite you when things go sideways. Once that's done, make sure you always ask for cash deposit. And what I like to do is I like to ask for postage checks. Once it's taken care of, this is where the fun be begins. Especially when you buy a brand new property, there's a lot of things you may or may not know about it. And there's things that just happen or creep up, damages. There's a lot of things that just, just occur and you gotta be ready. You gotta have a contingency fund. You gotta have money ready to go for work that needs to be done. And I always highly recommend you have a book of tradesmen. I'm talking from handyman, uh, professionals like plumbers, roofers, uh, electricians, 
to people who do garbage cleanups, like any, there's a never ending list, but make sure you have your main key guys ready to go. We're available to help you out and support you. And also always have a 24 seven emergency team on your back pocket, just in case of things like floods. And also on top of talking about emergencies, make sure you get your the right insurance for your property get rental insurance there's so many so many landlords who cheap out and get don't get rental insurance and it always bites them later on especially if you know there's major damages and insurance companies will not cover you if they do find out that you've been renting out your property anyhow once that once they're in everything's good you do need to conduct a precondition inspection report. I will never ever give keys to any single tenant of mine until they conduct a precondition inspection report. I don't care how badly they need it. I don't care if someone's dying. I don't give a crap. They need to do this. And when you make this a mandatory call, they will find time and get to you. If they have to take time off work, so be it. You need to get this done. If you do not get a precondition inspection report, and things go sideways six months or a year or two years down the road and they damage the property, you have nothing to go with. You have no evidence of any kind that they even damage the property. So protect yourself. You're not running a charity, you're running a business. And you wanna run a profitable business, do it by the book and I swear you'll be very, very profitable. Once that's done, you pass the keys, they start moving in you need to find a way to systemize the rental income. Trust me, my dad used to do this and still does. He's a different story. But you need to have some kind of system that, that records all your income of some kind. So when the tenant pays, you need to log that in and you need to provide receipts to your tenant. You need to ensure all your information is stored safely or what I like to do is upload it safely in multiple places because you never know we're not per- we're human we're not perfect we may forget things we will will sometimes forget about the, s- the smallest things and sometimes tenants come and pay in installments and then you may you may or may not remember where how much the tenant paid last weekend and how much they're owing so you could get into a little bit of trouble if you don't have your management set up correctly. I like to use systems. Um, the systems I use are extremely expensive due to the fact of running a business, but I am very aware that there's many, many uh, systems available online that are either free or extremely cheap, like 10, 20 bucks a month. So it's worth investment. It helps you stay on top of things, it helps you log all your information, helps you log all your tasks and any repairs or damages that do happen, you can log that on and kind of gives the analysis at the end of the year of how much net income you made or sorry, how much revenue you made and minus your expenses and then you'll know your net income, which is the best part. As things go smoothly, you do need to do routine inspections and uh, depending on your insurance companies most require every 90 days or so condos not so much again it all depends 
I like to do routine inspections every 90 days. It really keeps your tenant on top of the game. I don't care how long they've been living there. I don't care if they're my cousin or uh, my best friend. I don't care if they've been paying on time. You need to do a routine inspection. Properties are expensive. And remember, this is your investment, not your tenants. So you need to be on top of it. You need to make sure everything's going smoothly. You want to make sure that they're not growing pot or any, or doing anything illegal in the property. So you got to be there every 90 days. And, you know, it kind of forces them to stay clean. It forces them to make sure things are going smoothly and report things to you when needed. And after that, if your tenant stays longer than a year, you're golden. What more could you ask for? If things are running smoothly, life's good. This is one of my recommendations. In order to stay profitable in the real estate game, always raise the rent. Now, each and every state and province does have a different limitation on how much rent you can increase. So, my recommendation is depending on the market, if it's still growing, increase it accordingly. You don't have to increase you don't have to increase it by the highest percentage. You can increase it by maybe half of the percentage allowed. It really depends on the situation. I always recommend if you have a good tenant, don't scare them and be fair. Have a conversation with them. Don't become their friend. Like, I mean become their acquaintance. But don't be their buddy-buddy with them. That's really, really risky. Because the moment you become buddy-buddy with your tenants, they, now it's not everyone, but many, many have and still try to do, try to take advantage of the situation and then tell you their sob story. And then you fall for that trap. And now their first month, they're two weeks late. Then the next month, not only they're two weeks late, they only paid half. And then they tell you that they'll pay another week and another week. Now, if you believe this, this leads to a path of destruction. And end of the day, who loses out is you. Not your bank, not your tenant, but you. Your bank's still going to be asking for your mortgage payments. Your tenant's probably still working, making money. But you, you're the one who's stuck. You're the one who's screwed. So you have to be careful what kind of relationships you build with your tenants. Be careful, you know, be within reach, be positive, always avoid conflict, but don't get too close and keep it professional. You know, the moment you don't, you're not professional with the tenants, things can go sideways. And I see this too often. So what this comes to, if you're able to manage this and handle all this and respond to emergencies and problems and situations, you're solid. By all means, you don't need a property manager. I mean, I like making money, but I don't need to serve people who don't need me. Because there's a lot, of, a lot of you out there who do need me. But the ones who want to manage their property themselves, this is one of the easiest ways to do so. Follow a routine, follow a pattern, but always make sure you have a system in place. If your system's not in place, you will definitely lose. And it, it will hurt. Not only yourself, your mental health, but your financial wealth as well.
Anyhow, I could, I could speak for days. I could continue talking about different segments of property management. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions or is there anything you want me to talk about, shoot me a message. Please do so. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. And I will be talking about different parts on, uh, about property management in different podcasts. So stay tuned. And I really, really appreciate you guys all tuning in. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.